Human sexuality has been a very big part of our existence. There are more and more high levels of interest in learning about the powers of sexuality, eros, ecstasy, and erotic practices. To not only enjoy oneself, but also to heal. The use of psychedelics has also played some role in the quest to explore and use these substances to heighten our senses of pleasure. Join us as we navigate the uncharted waters where altered states of consciousness and human sensuality converge. Get ready to open up your minds and challenge your perceptions in this captivating exploration of psychedelics and sexuality. All right, good day to everyone. And today we're going to be having a really interesting conversation. Today's topic, we're going to talk about the effects of sexuality and psychedelics. I have a really good friend of mine, Elodie, for those newcomers who are new to the podcast, you know, present yourself and give us a little bit of background about yourself. So my name is Elodie Journeau. I'm a somatic intimacy coach, meaning um, I work with uh, the body-based body, body -based practices to enhance like intimacy, connection, and sex. And I'm also the co-founder, um, the creator of a community in Montreal that's called Ecstatic Temple. That's a sex-positive, ritual, intentional community where we can experience more connection and more pleasure. Awesome. And through that medium, because that's how I got to be presented to you and, and have my own personal experiences, had a really amazing appreciation for what you guys are doing at the Ecstatic Temple. Through that medium, also, and, and speaking of the theme of, of the discussion, um, what is your experience with uh, in this space with psychedelics and sexuality? So I'd say first that uh, not psychedelic, but cannabis has actually triggered my uh, spiritual awakening. I was using, I was smoking joints with my uh, with my ex, and we were having those like four hours long sex things and love making and exploring with our senses and having like thirty minutes orgasms and like some fucking deep shit. And eventually, we came to a point where we were feeling things without touching each other. And it was kind of like a blowing my mind at that point. I wasn't believing in energy and I was just experiencing that. So I was, oh shit, it exists. And so that was the beginning, I would say. And after that, so I went into Tantra and I had lots of experiences and exploration. And I started exploring with um, psilocybin, with magic mushrooms and LSD. And I had those amazing, incredible, sensual, sensorial, erotic experiences with those um, psychedelics. I also had some deep uh, trauma healing work done with, uh, with mushrooms um, mainly, but also with, uh, with acid and MDMA. So to me, it's been really like kind of a, a balance in between those very eye-opening, sense-opening, um, spiritual-opening experiences and the trauma healing and the personal healing that I went through. And this is going to me, it's, it's going hand-to-hand, -hand, like it goes together. Um, but I would love to talk more about like the, all that exploration that I had with Psyche uh, that, that really opened up my world in terms of what sex is. Nice. And that's something, too, that maybe we can dive a little bit deep into, like uh, from your experiences, how would you categorize it? How would you uh, maybe explain it better for, for, for those out there? What would be the differences between, let's say, like sex, eros, ecstasy? Is there something that differentiates them? Yes. <laughs> Thank you for bringing those words. So 
again, like, it's a personal definition because sex, like, this is a question I ask to every of my clients. Like, what is sex for you? Where does it end? Where does it start? And the answer is always different from, for everyone. So that's why I'm talking more about erotic eras because to me, eras is that life force that is alive in, in, within all of us. And that's also alive within the earth. Like, this is, like, the earth has a kundalini, has the life force, has an erotic force. So my experiences were with psychedelic and with absolutely no substances at all. I had those very profound experiences of connection, of sensing things um, in a very blissful, pleasurable, ecstatic way. So the differences would be sexual is more like an horizontal connection. Like we connect physically, mostly genitally, eventually it goes to orgasm. It's a peak state experience and then it stops. And we have that very deep connection with that person or not. Um, eros is like the energy that flows through us. And erotic to me is beyond sex. It's like sex and beyond. And it could be like the feeling of the wind on my skin. It could be like this, the sun on my face and it could be like feeling into the, the skin of my beloved and like completely merging into that space of like desire and pleasure. And ecstasy is kind of like that feeling of all of my cells are like in pleasure. Um, it's a state of bliss, it's the state of opening, of uh, beauty, of pleasure. Um, it's really like the whole body feels that. So sex is like the action of connecting. Eros is the energy that flows through us. And erotic is everything that activates that energy that energy and ecstasy ecstatic is like the full body experience of pleasure interesting and and it's something that is i've been studying it a lot right lately and trying to you know using it for healing purposes in your view how has this maybe in your experience have you seen people heal by using these modalities so without necessarily using maybe uh, entheogens or psychedelic substances how have you, in your experience, seen people heal with these methods, whether it be sexual, whether it be eros or erotic or ecstatic? Yes. <laughs> yes, I've seen many things and I've experienced many things myself. Um, using that life force energy, that erotic energy to bring ourselves into pleasure, into ecstasy, he's healing by itself, by essence. It's a spiritual experience. So... There is, first of all, uh, a re-patterning of a neurotransmitter that happens in our body, in our mind, in our, like, in our cells when we explore with pleasure. So using pleasure to support healing is very deep. It's actually more effective than going into those cathartic space of releasing deep things. Um, but the possibility to mix both like going into a state of like oh I cry and I, I scream and I'm angry and then I go into pleasure and like back and forth like I'm, I'm not going into details because there is a very specific like uh, uh, modality to, to do that that can be helpful because there is pleasure and when I speak of pleasure it's not specifically like sexual pleasure it's pleasure like at the bigger scheme like just all of the body like feeling what is pleasurable what is 
soothing, what is grounding, what is appeasing, this is really supporting healing and any sorts of healing, not just sexual healing. Um, and then the, and that's more like a spiritual stance. So maybe you don't have to buy into what I'm going to say, but like the use, like the connection to that life force that is not just ours, that is a collective life force that is present within like every, every, every things, every tree, every animal, every person. Um, and we can connect to that force through rituals, through the use of psychedelics or not through activating that um, that sensitivity um, is very very powerful it's like as if like you know that energy flows through us and release whatever is in the way so this is a modality that I use with my clients I do tantric massage or what you would call tantric massage that's a, a modality where the person is receiving touch and I with touch I activate some pleasure some release and and the erotic energy is activated at some point and eventually that energy flows through the whole body it's not just a genital experience it's really a full body experience and by flowing in the body that has been open and released um, the energy heals and nurture and nourish and and invite like some trans experience that maybe bring in like new perspectives or like even if it's not healing could be just like oh I have clarity on something could be re-energizing you could be soothing you whatever you're going through so there is deep power in that and uh, and it's yeah it's something that has been lost over like thousands of years of uh, patriarchy but using sexual energy to heal is very, very powerful. Interesting. And these are all aspects that I'm really curious about. I've also experienced a little bit with, uh, with Tantra and really was fascinating at the level of energy that one could have or could you know generate without necessarily having any physical releases of any sort and even in the in the studies that i've been doing on the aspects of the of the masculine so for for the men out there understanding how beneficial a tantric experience is overall in, in you know for many reasons even there's athletes that talk about it there's like specialists uh, even dr andrew Huberman speaks about it so basically there's a lot of uh, emphasis on practices now lost to a certain degree uh, which obviously don't fit necessarily maybe the modern day narrative but I'm really fascinated at the fact that these things are coming back and thanks to people like you, thanks to you know people who are a little bit more uh, conscious, spiritually uh, aware, um, there's a little bit more interest in these fields and we can start to study them more and use them for benefit because they are beneficial at any point in time. Whenever you heal something or whenever you, you know, overcome something, there's always, uh, there's always incredible healing towards that. So very, very grateful for that. In your experience, what kind of, um, if we mix psychedelics, are there any drawbacks or any things that maybe we should be mindful of? Yes, thank you for that question, especially as we were talking um, sexual healing and like massage and touch. So the first thing to remember is that when you're under the effect of psychedelics, you're in an altered state of consciousness. And actually, 
I'm going to even expand that because when you're in arousal, in a moment of like deep, like activation of, oh, I'm super, super aroused. I really want to have sex with you. We are not in our regular state. So this means that our ability to consent is different. There is a, a change in that. And it's maybe very clear with psychedelics, but it's less clear when we talk about alcohol and even like no, no substance at all. But there is a shift in our um, internal chemical uh, that brings us in a space where we are not completely able to consent to something. So it's super important when we mix psychedelics and touch, especially when it's sexual touch, um, though that it involves like a partner or like a professional, to have a conversation regarding boundaries before we start anything. And those boundaries should not be changed during the experience. Like you can remove something, but you cannot add something. Like if I told you um, to touch me everywhere but my genitals, and then I'm super aroused and like, yeah, finally I want you to touch my genital, you should say no, because we agreed that you would not touch my genitals. And when I'm completely high, I'm not in a state of consenting, and I may regret it after. So that's very important to know. And, and on another note, if you work with a professional, and whatever the professional is, to make very, very sure that they understand those things. There are so many people, and I'm, I'm also going to speak into the words of BDSM, um, like that's a community and experiences where we do access out of state of consciousness. And many people, they, like they, they, they introduce themselves as like, oh, I'm a dumb, I know what I'm doing. And same in the Tantra healing world or sexual healing world. It's like, oh, I know what I'm doing. I'm a sexual healer. And what happened is basically abuse because there is that shift in hormones and they just take advantage, consciously or not, of the person who is in an altered state of consciousness, and they probably are as well. I mean, both partner can be. Um, so it's very important to not do that with anyone, to make sure you have like double checking the background of the person you're working with, make sure they have a proper training, especially if you mix with psychedelics, especially if you do like sexual healing touch. Um, and to yeah, to be very mindful before you go into some healing session with anyone, even your partner. Yes, and very important, uh, as you mentioned, because the concept of, you know, putting yourself in a situation where there could be a new trauma that gets created, um, it's not necessarily something that, that we're looking for, that we need, um, and that could be also not very beneficial and and even in this space where we're starting to grow with new centers, new um, places that are offering different these type of services, it could hinder that growth in the space. So that's something to, to be mindful of. On that note, what suggestion would you have on maybe finding a good therapist or a good center? Or do you have any experiences that little red flags that you would say maybe uh, it, that you've seen in your experience? Yeah, so first of all, like if you're looking into sexual healing, I would recommend to start with something without any substances first and to make sure that you work on your things without like being the most sober and the most in your 
capacity, new full capacity um, before you go into using substances. Um, and to check like what kind of um, modality you want. Do you want something hands-on or do you want someone who's just going to talk for, with you about that? Do you want someone who's going to guide you into self-touch and self-exploration? So there are many modalities that exist. And obviously, beside the sex coach, the official sex therapist uh, that's called Sexologue in Quebec, um, there are lots of trainings that are not like official or recognized amongst them the one that I did so I'm like part of those people who don't have an association or whatever however there are like some trainings like the one I did is somatic sex education sexological body work is another one that I would really recommend if you want hands-on um, work um, and yeah somatic experiencing is another modality that you can use for sexual healing that doesn't imply uh, genital touch, but can be very powerful as well. So check the credential, check the like what the person has done as trainings, but also, if possible, look for testimonials, look for people who can refer them to you. Um, take the time to discuss with them. Have like a discussion that is not including touch or not doing anything like in terms of like practice, but more like just feeling into how do you feel with them? Are they like trying to bring something when you're not ready? Um, and especially if you have trauma, you may have difficulties to name your boundaries and desires. So that's very important that you do a work around that, around that first. So last point I would mention is like, there is that word that's trauma-informed that's very popular today so if you can choose people who have a trauma-informed approach yes and check more like it's not just because you you advertise yourself as trauma-informed that you are um, and if you want to explore psychedelic and sexual healing that's a very edgy space and I would like I don't know many people who are doing that um, so that something you could look for like there is that um, that teacher of mine who's called Kathleen Jesse she lives in uh, in Salt Spring Island in BC and she's an elder woman who created the the course of somatic sex education and she's also working with time medicines um, so that's maybe a resource you can check but someone who really has plenty of experiences with both like with psychedelics and with sexual healing not together and that eventually will be a good resource to help you through that um, and obviously this is something you can explore with your partner as well but have a very clear conversation about what you expect and what's happening if you have huge trauma that maybe not the right person to be with you in that um, there is a lot of work that can be done by yourself that you don't need someone to touch you to do so. Um, so yeah, lots of things you could check on uh, if you want to go into sexual healing uh, and work with practitioners. Agreed. And that also, like I always mention this, it's something that I hold dear to my heart is the fact that all these different concepts that we're doing, whether it be entheogens, uh, psychedelic practices, whether it be, um, you know, uh, spiritual healing, uh, also, you know, the concepts of eros and uh, ecstatic healing and whatnot, all these elements are 
basically to bring us to a state where we can heal trauma and heal anxiety and, and bring the inflammation down. And when we bring inflammation down, of course, the physical body reacts and it's also in a better, in, in a better state. Therefore, we have a society of, of, of healed people. So that's always been my, my focus on these things. So thank you for the information. I love having these conversations with you and I am looking forward to more in the near future. With pleasure. Thank you, Sergio, for your questions and your space. Thank you. Have a great day. You too. As we conclude this eye-opening episode on psychedelics and sexuality, we find ourselves at the crossroads of curiosity and contemplation. The journey we've undertaken has illuminated the complex ways in which these substances can impact our perceptions of intimacy, pleasure, and self-discovery. Remember, the views expressed in this episode are meant to spark discussion and reflection as we navigate the uncharted territories of human experience together. Thank you for joining us in this enlightening journey. Until the next time, keep questioning, keep exploring, and keep an open heart and mind.